This is it. Day you've been waiting for. I know you're nervous. So am I. My first game too. Now it's time to go out there and put it on the scoreboard. Now it's time to see who has a heart. Now is the time to prove to yourselves and prove to everyone out there that even though you're locked up, you are somebody. And you are worthy of something. And you're able to do something special that no one else in the world can do. Which you can walk through those doors, hold your heads up high, and call yourselves Mustangs. Are you ready to go out there and take what's yours? Yeah! What you've worked hard for? Yeah! Are you ready to accept the Mustang Challenge? Yeah! This is a special presentation of postseason high school football, heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com and brought to you by the Monroe Agency of Allstate Insurance, Burlap and Bean, Zach's Hamburgers, Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center, Sprawl Lanes of Springfield, Delaware County, Mark Anthony's Paisanos, the Philly Pretzel Factory, the Marple Newtown Football Boosters Club, and the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. And now, calling tonight's Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association Class AAA District 1 Championship Game are the radio voices of the Marble Newtown Tigers. From the campus of Plymouth White Marsh High School, here's Steve Reynolds and Greg Pecco. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you tonight for a special presentation from the Tigers Radio Network of District 1 Football, the Class 3A District 1 Championship game between Westchester, Henderson, and Innerborough. I'm Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds along with me here as always. And Steve, a good matchup here tonight in a District 1 Championship game. Without a doubt, Greg, you got Innerborough coming in this game at 10-2, and two, the number three seed uh, playing against Westchester, Henderson coming in at uh, nine and three, uh, two good teams, scrappy teams. Interbarrow, uh, if you look at the si- at both teams, undersized against the uh, bigger Westchester Henderson team, they actually dropped down to the three A squ- uh, level after winning a four A championship in two thousand and nine. So I expect a f- good hard fought game day after Thanksgiving district. A uh, 3A championship game is going to be a great time. Both uh, both schools had an interesting path to get to this point. Neither won their league. Westchester Henderson did not win theirs uh, in a tough division there. And uh, Winterborough finished behind Academy Park, who they beat last week 22-21 to in a come-from-behind victory. So both squads did something special to get to this point, often what you need in playoff football. Henderson defeats Pottsgrove last week, an undefeated team, and, and the number one team overall in this 3A District 1 bracket. Um, 
common opponents wise, they've played, they've each played two teams similar, Chester and Springfield, and in both games, uh, very similar scores. Interboro beat Chester 38 to nothing. Henderson beat them 39 to nothing. The Springfield game was 21-14 for both squads, a victory for both of them. So both squads have some common history there this season, but things tonight are going to be different, as you said, smaller versus bigger. Yeah, a lot of people don't think Interboro, you know, should have been in here. They upset a couple people, lost their first Delval championship. Since uh, 2009, or, uh, Academy Park took that, but they got him back last week, coming down from behind uh, in the fourth quarter, beating Academy Park 22-21, got him in this position. For Westchester Henderson, uh, they got a stingy defense, only allowing 10 points a game, 30 turnovers. So it's going to be a clash of two good teams tonight here at Plymouth White Marsh High School. And uh, kind of a, a clash of Delaware County, Chester County. Uh, we are in Montgomery County here at Plymouth White Marsh, uh, a, a, a site that Henderson is not unfamiliar with. They um, played at Plymouth White Marsh already once this year in a victory over the Colonials, 21 to 13. Steve, we've discussed it. What can we expect from both squads? Well, Interboro, they're a balanced offense. They got a you know balanced attack with their quarterback and uh, the running backs. Whereas Westchester Henderson doesn't really throw the ball much. Their quarterback, only 66 attempts. Their, his season high last week was 12 attempts against Pottsgrove and their victory, 31-28. to 28. So I expect uh, you know, a, a, a hard-fought matchup between both these teams. As I said, a defensive battle, and uh, you know, we'll see what offense can you know, make some noise out there to uh, get this victory. Coaching staff-wise, Steve Lennox from Interboro. Coach Lennox has been there for a very long time, has yet to claim a District 1 title. Hopefully, from his side of the viewpoint, he wants to claim that tonight. On the other side of the football, Westchester Henderson, first-year coach Steve Mitten, he also wants to claim his first District 1 title for the Warriors. So interesting storylines on both sides of the football. Interboro, kind of an, an older power. Westchester Henderson, a rising power in the Class 3A division. Yeah, as you said, uh, you know both coaches looking for their first championship. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Greg, Henderson coming down from 3A, winning the 4A championship with uh, you know their old coach, new coach in here. He wants... He, he wants a piece of it. He wants a championship there in Interboro, an old-school program, trying to get their first uh, change championship here tonight after pulling a couple upsets on their path. Well, we will return in one moment here as we near kickoff here at Plymouth White Marsh High School. You're listening to, Mar- to the Tigers Radio Network and District 1 Football. Another coffee shop? No, not at all. Burlap and Bean is a family-owned and operated coffee house. What's the difference? Well, for starters, ambiance. You walk in through the front door, and the first thing you want to do is flop onto their overstuffed leather couch. From your comfortable seat, you'll notice that the walls have been richly painted with the warm colors of fall and host local artwork that rotates monthly. Sit back, take a deep breath in, and let the fragrant aroma of freshly roasted, fair trade, organic coffee beans roasted on the premises waft over you. Can you feel the stress of your day just melting away? Thursday night is open mic night from 7 to 10 p.m., There are always various forms of self-expression ranging anywhere from comedy, spoken word, poetry, music, and the occasional tap dancer. Burlap and Bean is transformed from a cozy cafe into an intimate music venue each weekend. Every Friday and Saturday night, you can enjoy a live acoustic concert. Get there early, as seats are first come, first served. For more information, visit their website at www.burlapandbean.com. Suffering from back or neck pain, injury, or headaches? The Advanced Chiropractic Center and Dr. Tom Graziano have been serving Marple Newtown and Delaware County residents for over 15 years. 
Dr. Tom Graziano enjoys helping his patients without drugs or surgery. He takes a gentle approach, utilizes current techniques, and has several massage therapists on staff. Advanced Chiropractic Center accepts all kinds of insurances, including most HMOs, as well as accident cases. It is the mission of Advanced Chiropractic Center to take their time with all of their patients and give them the care they deserve. Do you have a question? Just mention that you heard about Dr. Tom Graziano from the Tigers Radio Network or Marple Newtown Football for a free consultation. Call the Advanced Chiropractic Center at 610-356-2300. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. Make this, everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is. Until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds back here with you, Plymouth White Marsh High School. And before the break, Steve, we discussed a little bit about what we could expect from both squads here tonight. Looking again at Westchester Henderson, interesting to note, they, you did mention that they've dropped from 4A to 3A over the last couple of years. They might have be the first team to claim a District 1 title in 4A and 3A. We're not quite sure on that, but that is an interesting storyline nonetheless. Yeah, it would be uh, incredible if they're able to do that in just four years uh, after upsetting Ridley in 2009 at their own place for the District 4A championship. Um, but this is a good Westchester-Henderson team. Um, they're the lower seed tonight, but they did play Downingtown East, the number one seed in the 4A. Uh, tough. The last game of the season lost them 6-3 and handed. Uh, number one seed Potsgrove in the 3A, um, who'd been a powerhouse in this division for playoffs and handed them their first loss last week, 31-28 with a late field goal. So Henderson, even though they're the lower seed, uh, they're coming in here with a lot of firepower. And if you look at how Henderson played over the last couple weeks of the season, they played Downingtown East very tough. And East did lose to Wissahickon in the 4A tournament, but that kind of was where the signs of Henderson starting to really kick it into gear here for playoff season. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're coming on late, which is good. Uh, you know, they're 9-3. They were three losses earlier in the season, and they're coming in strong in the playoffs. The time they need to be strong, they're coming in. And this coach of Westchester Henderson, the coaching staff, these players are confident that they can uh, gain that district title tonight. For Interboro, it's been an interesting season. Uh, at certain times this year, you, you read about and, and, and heard about how they, they started games slowly, and they've started to build here in the playoffs and get out of that mode uh, as the season's going along here. And, and a big part of that has been Warren Allen, the transfer from Springfield, who we saw a year ago at Marple Newtown just, just tear the Tigers up a little bit. Um, and, and he transfers over, and Sonny Armstrong, a leader as well, fullback and middle linebacker, a small guy for Interboro, but kind of been compared to a, a little engine that coder, a meatball-style player. He's, he's very smart, but he has the ability to uh, kind of run guys over if he absolutely has to. Yeah, and remember, Greg, this Interboro team is the same team that lost earlier in the season 41 nothing to the Interact Champs uh, Episcopal Academy. So they've been they, they faced adversity. They have 33 kids on the roster right now. As I read in the paper, they're a young, scrappy team who were down late in the fourth quarter and said to themselves, we're going to come back, we're going to win this game after losing by, you know, 20-plus points to Academy Park to lose the Del Valle, uh Championship. They came back in the fourth quarter late against Academy Park, uh, 
got got their seat into the district championship game, and they're here tonight ready to play. Well, as the crowd builds to hear you mentioned last week, defeating their rival Academy Park in the DelVal League, uh, having to come back there after they lost a tough one at home to lose the DelVal title for the first time since 09. Uh, Interborough and Westchester Henderson, if you compare the two schools, the two teams on paper, completely different styles, completely different populations in terms of the school size and district size. Interborough, a very small school district in Delaware County. Westchester Henderson, a part of the Westchester Area School District, which is three high schools. And as we talked before earlier, they, they did drop a class recently. Steve, looking at it going forward, keys tonight for both squads. Well, it's pretty much, you know, you got to take care of the ball, okay? Uh, Interborough, even though five turnovers last week, they still won the game, but you don't want to repeat that the week after. You got to take care of the ball. Both teams, and you got to play good defense. It's a district championship game. You got to play good defense to win these games. As they say, defense wins championships. I expect good defense tonight from both teams. And turnovers, as you mentioned, have have led to early exits for some of the powers at all levels. Uh, Dennytown East included, uh, Ridley and Garnet Valley as well, all lost due to turnover problems. So with that, we're just about five minutes away from kickoff. We'll step aside. You're listening to District One Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Hey, Tiger fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? That's because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, and always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly Soft Pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, or just for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. Zach's Hamburgers is a proud sponsor of Marple Newtown Football. Come visit any of our five restaurants located all across Delaware County in Aston, Crumlin, Havertown, Folsom, and Media. Determine for yourself why Zach's Hamburgers was voted the best hamburgers in Delaware County. Our family atmosphere, fresh ground beef, and sandwiches cooked to order are one of a kind. Don't forget to ask about the burger of the month as well as the Sunday special. For more information, visit our website at www.zacksburgers.com. Come taste the difference at Zach's Hamburgers. And go Tigers! You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds back here with you, just inching our way to kickoff here for the District 1 Class 3 championship game between Henderson and Interboro. And Steve, the Winner of this game will face a cat, excuse me, Archbishop Wood in a week's time. Archbishop Wood, uh, beating Bach Tech the other day. Archbishop Wood, the defending state title holder in three, in the class 3A. Def, definitely a difficult challenge for either team, but, uh, we've seen a lot of, a lot of upsets this playoff season. Uh, Pottsgrove went down to Henderson and Academy Park to Interboro, so certainly, uh, possible heading into next week, but the game on the field here today, but, what does await either team in Archbishop Wood? Archbishop Wood, it's a powerhouse. Everyone has their eyes set on Archbishop Wood come to state playoff time. But I'll tell you one thing. The winner of this game is going to have a lot of momentum going into next week and playing Archbishop Wood. They're, Archbishop Wood is going to have their hands full 
Um, coming, you know, next week when they have to play either one of these teams, I'm sure they're watching this game closely. But both the teams are on a roll. The winner of this game is going to really be on a roll and ready to play next week. And if you look at both both teams, Del Val League for Interboro, they finished second. Westchester Henderson finished uh, third. Now, granted, they were the highest finishing team in of class three A teams in the Chessmont League, as uh, Downingtown East and Coatesville were ahead of them. Coatesville still playing Downingtown East out after the Wissahickon loss. So uh, the playoff season has kind of shaken itself out here. Uh, you start to see teams that maybe you, within their league play you didn't quite think were were that type of caliber, but when they get within their, their the correct class in their playoff system, they flourish. Yeah, without a doubt, Greg. Uh, you know, you said both these teams they've, they've upset a lot of teams, but if you're playing late in November, you're a good team. Okay, I don't believe in any more upsets at this point. If you're playing after Thanksgiving, you're you know you're supposed to be here. If, whether you knocked off. Uh, you know, a better, higher seat team. You're supposed to be here, and uh, these two teams are ready to play tonight. And the temperature here starting to dip below 45 degrees, a minute 40 away from kickoff. Both teams are on the field now. Innerborough is the home team by virtue of seeding. They are the three seed. Westchester Henderson, the four seed. Westchester Henderson is wearing uh, maroon and white. They're wearing all white maroon helmets, and Innerborough wearing their classic black and gold style Pittsburgh-looking Uniforms down there for the Buccaneers of Innerborough. Steve, uh, you're a high, you were a high school football player, had an opportunity. What does this playoff atmosphere mean for a player? Uh, th- this is unbelievable, man. This is, I mean, you got the chills coming out here. You're going to be nervous until that first pop, until you get to hit somebody right away. But leading up to this game, you are fired up. I mean, again, you're playing after Thanksgiving. It means something. This is football. This is football weather. This is football time of the year. And it, real quick, if you were to tell these Interboro players they weren't able to play Ridley this year, beginning of the season, they would be mad. At this point, they don't care. They're in a nah. district championship game. They're ready to come out and play tonight. Absolutely not. For Interboro, they are still playing, as you mentioned, and Ridley is not at this point. So Interboro, certainly I think every player on that squad should be proud of, of what they've done. And um, that, It's an amazing feat to get to this point. And as we mentioned, they're playing for Coach Lennox to get a District 1 title first time ever, Westchester Henderson. Uh, as their new coach who's also looking for his first District 1 title. As the captains now make their way out to midfield for the coin toss, we will look to give you that information as soon as the coin toss goes up. As they walk their way out, Cody, number 12, Alex McCluskey, is the captain for Inner Barrow, along with 18, Rashawn Fentress who's out there as well. At midfield here, 12 minutes on the clock, we are awaiting the coin toss. Westchester Henderson won the toss. They declined, or deferred, excuse me, to the second half. And Innerborough has elected to receive. They will defend the left end zone. Henderson will defend the right when we come back. You're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. The end of November brings with it the holidays and high school championship football. Tonight, that means a District 1 title game between the Buccaneers of Interboro and the Warriors of Westchester Henderson. Both squads blaze different paths to get to tonight's game and are looking to claim the Class 3A District 1 crown here on the field of Plymouth White Marsh High School. The three-seeded Bucks enter tonight's game riding a high after they went on the road and upset league rival and the two-seeded Academy Park Knights by a score of 22-21. to Interborough is led by longtime head coach Steve Lennox, who is looking to capture his first District 1 title tonight. On the field, the Bucks are led by a strong trio of Nick Rentos, Sonny Armstrong, and Rashawn Fentress. 
For number four seed Westchester Henderson, they come in on a roll after upsetting number one seed and perennial District One power Potts Grove. The Warriors handed Potts Grove their first loss of the season after making a late field goal with under three minutes to go. First year head coach Steve Mitten looks to lead the Warriors to a District One title after taking over for longtime Henderson coach and mentor Joe Walsh. The Warriors will look to feed the ball to top running back Nick Brennan, who scored three times in the Warriors' victory last week. As both teams look to make their mark in District 1 playoff history tonight, it will be the old versus the new, as the two sides look to claim their place in the first round of the state tournament. Awaiting the victor is the is growing power in defending state champions Archbishop Wood. It's Delaware County versus Chester County in Montgomery County with the Bucks taking on the Warriors next on this special presentation from the Tigers Radio Network. Greg Necco, Steve Reynolds here with you. End of the National Anthem. Plymouth White Marsh High School is the scene. Innerborough, Westchester, Henderson are the players. And here we go, Steve. Ready for District 1 Championship Football tonight here in Montgomery County. Kicking off for Westchester Henderson is number 24. 25, excuse me, Sean Engel. So Steve, Westchester Henderson will kick off from their own 40. They'll defend the right-hand side. Interboro will start on offense, moving left to right here. What is Interboro going to do out of the gate? they got to you know, really establish their bounce attack offense, quarterback-running-back combination, because Henderson's uh, you know very confident with this stingy defense, as I said. 30 turnovers, 30 takeaways already, only giving up 10 points a game. They're happy kicking off here. They're trying to get the ball back to their offense. It's Q, Fentress, and Allen to return. Angle to kick. Ball up at the 40. Henderson moving right to left. 12 minutes on the clock here. District 1 championship 3A for Interborough and Westchester Henderson here tonight. Angle's approach. His kick is a... Line drive, picked up far side, Warren Allen at the 7. He comes to the near side, looking for a hole. He almost nearly got through one and then tackled at the 20, Steve. There you go, uh, Warren Allen, the transfer from Springfield, who had the game-winning touchdown last week, gets the opening kickoff. Interboro is ready to come out on offense. So on offense, Interboro will come out with an I-formation set. Nick Rentos will be the quarterback for the Bucks. Ball is at the 22-yard line, 11.54 to go first quarter. One receiver to the near side, that's Chris Simmons. Wing set, Armstrong in the backfield. Rentos, fakes, looks to throw. He's got Simmons wide open down the field, just out of the reach of Simmons, incomplete at the 40. Trey Green in on the coverage. I love the play call right there out of Innerborough's head coach. Excellent, trying to get on the board early against a stingy Henderson defense. They go with the play action, throw it deep, just out of reach of the receiver, but a good play call nonetheless. Double play action to Rento, from Rentos to, between Sonny Armstrong and Warren Allen. Now they go two wide receivers far side of the field. Ball is near hash, one receiver to the near side. Rentos was going to go shotgun with Armstrong, and now they're is a official timeout on the field. And we await what happened here. Coatesville leads 7-0 over Neshaminy early first quarter. As Interborough is forced to take an early timeout here. 
as Steve Lennox goes in to talk to his squad here on the second play of the game. But Steve, uh, taking a shot early. Yeah, Rento step back there, his arm, I mean, he can throw the ball there, just out through his intended receiver there, Chris Simmons, uh, could have been a huge play, uh, but, you know, Henderson got lucky there with the overthrow and, you know, second down now coming up. So it'll be second and ten from their own 22 here. The Bucks move left to right. Henderson defends that far right end zone at the moment here. Henderson did win the toss. They elected to defer, and Interborough elected to receive off of that. So looks like we're getting ready to move out of the timeout here. You're going to have Simmons line up near side receiver with Everton inside of him. Two receivers to the far side as well. Shotgun for Rentos. Rentos hands it off up the middle to Sonny Armstrong, who runs for a couple yards down at the 25-yard line. Three-yard pickup. And number 44, Derek Mantanti in on the tackle for the Henderson defense. I'll bring up a third down uh, for this you know, spread attack uh, interbarrel offense. 11.30 to go, first quarter. Third down and seven for the Bucks. Two receivers to the near side. Shotgun for Rentos. Armstrong's next to him. Got a tight end to the near side. Rentos looks to throw. He's going to throw on a slant route and incomplete in and out of the hands of number 18, Rashawn Fentress. Looks like Fentress uh, didn't see the ball. Yeah, it was delivered right to him. Uh, probably didn't look up enough on that slant route, but it hit him right in the numbers, and unfortunately it bring up fourth down. And Henderson defense does what it has to do after getting lucky on that first play. They get the ball back to their offense. So the ball's at the 25, the Interboro 25. They will have to punt it away here as number 17, Mike Cristaldi, will punt for the Bucks. Snap is a little low. Cristaldi's punt is a line drive. It's going to bounce at the 41, and it's going to be bobbled at the 30 by number 8 for Westchester Henderson. He tries to avoid a few men. That is Spencer Grimchevsky. And he's brought down at the 35. Mark Everton, the sophomore for Interbarrow with the tackle. Um, and Henderson has a decent field position here as they get the, the ball for the first time on offense. And Westchester Henderson known for running the ball here as they take over with 11.04 to go in the first quarter at their own 35-yard line after the three and out by Interbarrow. Phil Mitten, the receiver to the far side. I formation. For James Beatty, the quarterback. Beatty under center. Takes the snap. Hands off up the middle to number five, Trey Green. And he goes for about seven, eight yards on the play, Steve. Gang of Buccaneers in on the tackle. Uh, led by number three, Nick Pfaff. And uh, right there, they do a fake pitch. Hand off inside to the running back for Henderson. They pick up a good chunk of yards on first down. So it'll be second down and two. For Westchester Henderson from their own 43-yard line. Eye formation again. One receiver to the far side. It's a pitch to that far side to Rimchevsky again. Bounces to the outside. Or Trey Green, excuse me, bounces to the outside. Gets the first down. Crosses the 15. Out of bounds at the 45. And it goes again right to Trey Green. The pitch. As we mentioned, James Brady only attempted 66 passes all season long. They love to run the ball, especially to Rimchevsky, who's their leading rusher. But so far, Trey Green gets both carries. So Batty and... Henderson now into Interboro territory at the 45-yard line. One receiver far side. That's Mitten again. You're going to have Trey Green in the backfield with Frumchevsky. Batty under center. Batty takes the snap. It's a delayed handoff up the middle for Green. He picks up another four yards and brought down at the 41 of Interboro. 
This time, number 36, Eric Owens, the junior uh, linebacker, in on the tackle for the Bucks, And an injury timeout on the field. You're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Are you tired of having a catered party with the same old food? Well, Mark Anthony's Paisanos at 105 West Eagle Road in Havertown, PA, brings the pizza shop to your party location. The pizza ovens, grills, fires, and snow cone machine make your party the talk of the town for weeks. Mark and his staff make the pizzas, steaks, wings, and more right on site for your guests to enjoy fresh and hot. And they even top it off with funnel cake and snow cones. Call them today at 610-449-6959 for your birthday party, graduation party, or any other special events. Also, like them on Facebook. And don't forget to visit their store on Eagle Road in Havertown to grab a bite to eat from their large and unique menu. You're treated like a friend at Mark Anthony's Paisanos. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you out of the timeout. Second down and six for Henderson at the Interborough 41-yard line. Nothing-nothing ball game first quarter. And handoff faked by Batty. He goes nowhere on the QB keeper as Sonny Armstrong gets in there along with number 55 for Interborough, John Bolano. And Henderson right there, James Brady, the quarterback. A uh, little midline read, keeps the ball and is met Immediately at the line of scrimmage by a bunch of uh, Interborough Bucks. So it'll be third down and five from the Interborough 40. 9.48 to go. First quarter. It's a nothing-nothing ball game. District 1-3A championship game. I form again for Westchester Henderson. One receiver to the near side. Ball's far hash. Batty under center. Batty takes the snap. Fakes the handoff to one man. Fakes it again. And it's only a two-yard pickup for number eight, Spencer Rimchevsky. So after an early, uh, two early uh, long gains by Henderson, Interbarrow steps up and makes a few plays, bring up a fourth down. Interesting call here. I believe Henderson's going to uh, go ahead and uh, go for this. Four down territory in high school at this point. Fourth down and three from the Interbarrow 38-yard line for Henderson. Mitten, the far side receiver. I formation with Rimchevsky. And Green in the backfield. It's a pitch to Green to the far side. He's going to be run out of bounds close to that marker. It's going to be very close on that far side of the field. Doesn't look like he got it, Steve. Doesn't seem that he got it. In the spot, if his markers are correct, he is a yard short. So Interborough with a huge stop here in the first quarter against Westchester Henderson. That pitch worked twice on that drive for Henderson. They like that pitch. It lets the O-line, you know, Long developing play where the O-line can block, but there Interborough is ready for it as they ran it for the third time, and they make a huge stop here early in the game. And Interborough coaching staff did mention on that pitch those corners are going to have to come up and and rush hard against that running back. In any event, I form for Interborough and Rentos. Simmons, the one near side receiver. Fentress goes in motion. It's a handoff to Warren Allen. He tries to bounce it outside. Looks like he leans forward for three yards. The ball comes out. And... There's no signal yet. And official signal gives it back to Henderson. And the turnover troubles continue for Interborough. Yes, Interborough coming in the game after last week. Five turnovers. Still got the victory by one point over County Park. But this uh, Henderson defense, 30 takeaways so far. They get their first of the game tonight. Uh, huge uh, turn of events right here. And Warren Allen on the fumble there. And he's had some trouble. At times this season, holding on to the football for the Bucks. 
First down and 10 now for Henderson at the Interborough 38. So essentially they got that first down that they just missed last time. Eye formation for Henderson. Batty under center. Mitt in the far side. Receiver Green and Rimchevsky in the backfield. Fakes the handoff. Rolls out. Play action pass. Dumped underneath to Rimchevsky. But he's, they're going to say he stepped out of bounds. Actually, correction, that was Garrett Girafalco who made the catch. And Brady, a rare step back there on the play action, finds his target who gets the ball, tries to turn up field, but unfortunately steps out of bounds and brings up a second down and about seven for Henderson. So second down and seven, eight thirty-six to go first quarter. Nothing, nothing. Two receivers near side now for Henderson. Batty out of the shotgun. And he's going to give the handoff up the middle to Trey Green, and he goes about two yards, Steve. Yeah, and he's met there by number, big number 78 of the Bucks, uh, Angelo Owens, who makes a stop right there on the QB uh, running back Reed and uh, brings up a third down for Henderson. So third down and six from the inner borough 34 for Westchester Henderson. Mitten near side receiver. With Rimchevsky next to him. And you have Garrett Girofalco in the backfield out of the shotgun with Batty. Batty's going to fake the handoff to him. End around kind of semi-reverse to number 10, Chris Mitten. The other Mitten who goes for about three yards before the Interboro stop. And if you saw that before the play, uh, Mitten was lined up kind of diagonal. A little old school uh, wing T formation. They fake the handoff to the running back and then end around to him, the tailback. And uh, he doesn't pick up much, bringing down another fourth down, pretty much from the same uh, spot that they uh, tried to go for it last time. Henderson uses a lot of uh, deception and, and multiple running back sets here early in this one uh, as they ran in reverse, and in that time there, a, a, a very quick hitter. Here we go, Mitten and Rimchevsky, the receivers near side. Here Falco in the backfield, wing back is the other Mitten. Batty's going to roll near side out of the shotgun. He's going to try and dump a pass off, incomplete! Interborough with another fourth down stop, Steve. And again, uh, Interborough comes up big right there. Number 36 brings the pressure. Eric Owens, who's been in a few plays so far, but a, a rollout to the left side for James Brady. Has nothing, just throws it up. And uh, another turnover and downs. These turnover and downs are just as significant as actual turnovers. So you can say the, the turnover battle is 2-1 to one favoring Interborough so far. And Batty there trying to throw to Spencer Rimchevsky, uh, who was... There in a screen spot, but unable to get it off in time. And in any event, three wide receiver, eye formation for Interborough. Rentos takes the snap. It's a quick handoff to Sonny Armstrong. He breaks free to the outside. He's got a first down, crosses the 45, fights for more down to the 49. And Sonny Armstrong takes that guard trap, cuts, uh, runs up the middle, cuts it to the outside, and runs over a Henderson defender, picking up a first down close to midfield. So... First down and 10 for Interborough, their first of the game. And that was a 16-yard run by Sonny Armstrong, the small fullback for the Bucks. Two receivers near side. They are Simmons and Everton. Handoff now, quick Warren Allen, quick hitter up the middle, picks up about seven, eight yards. Excuse me, that was Austin Q. And Q takes the handoff. Uh, from Nick Rentos right up the middle. They like those quick hit uh, handoffs. Uh, doesn't let the defense, the linebackers react very fast, and they take it for a big gain 
Uh, close to a first down, bring up second down across midfield. Second down and three. I guess, Steve, you could call this their, their small eye set. If Finnebaro <laughs> could get any smaller, I don't know what it would be called. But two guys, five, six, Sonny Armstrong and Q. Handoff goes to Q again. He finds a hold of the outside, breaks one tackle, and then brought down at the 35, but not after he got the first down. And number 44 for Henderson in on the tackle. Derek Mantoni, um, makes the play there, but not before an Interboro first down and Interboro has found the weakness, and that is the middle of the Henderson defense, and I expect him to continue attacking until Henderson can make a play. 14-yard run that time by Q. I form again. Sonny Armstrong and Q in the backfield. Everton Simmons near side receiver. It's a quick handoff to Sonny Armstrong up the middle. This one only picks up two yards. Number 34 and number 14 in on the tackle for Henderson. Just a short gain right there for Sonny Armstrong. So it'll be second down and eight for Interborough. 5.45 to go first quarter. Score is nothing-nothing in this District 1 3A championship game. Simmons near side receiver. You have Rashawn Fentress far side. Everton's the slot. I form again. And Rentos hands off to Q again. And he goes nowhere. And Henderson that time is not fooled by the misdirection to the right side of the line. Uh gang of Henderson tacklers in on the play led by number 14 Declan Kane the senior D lineman so bring up third down and eight Steve uh, probably four down territory for the Bucks as well here at the Henderson 33 yeah, and uh, inner even if they get no points out of here they reverse field position uh. I form two receivers near side balls midfield Rentos throws to Fentress outside did he stay in bounds waiting for a signal and they're going to say he did he looks like he's got the first down Excellent route right there by Rashawn Fentress, uh, one of their leading receivers for the team. And Nick Rentos puts it in a perfect spot where only his receiver can catch it. And Now, the look, official mark, Steve, sorry to cut you off, is actually just about two feet shy of that first down look, marker. It looked like he got it, but it's coming up fourth down and short uh, here in the district championship game. Let's see what uh, line can get the push here. And the Bucks are actually going to take their second timeout, so... Using timeouts early with 4.51 to go first quarter. Nothing, nothing. You're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Looking for a fun night out with friends or family? Visit Sprawl Lanes located on Sprawl Road next to the Dairy Queen. Voted best place to bowl in Delaware County by the Daily Times, Sprawl Lanes is equipped with 36 lanes with automatic scoring, a sound system, full-service snack bar, an arcade, and pro shop. Sprawl Lanes offers a variety of open bowling specials, package deals, and leagues for the casual or more serious bowler. Interested in having a birthday party? Choose from three different packages that will make your special occasion a memorable one. Stop by the center or visit the website at www.sprawlanes.com for pricing information or to book your next experience. Speak with one of the qualified staff members by calling 610-544-4524 today. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you. First quarter, 4.51 to go. In this quarter, it's a nothing-nothing ball game. Fourth down and short for Interborough at the Henderson 26-yard line. After Rashawn Fentress's reception just came up about a half a yard short, short that time. Rentos under center. It's going to be a quick handoff to Q. He breaks a few tackles. He's going to have the first down. He's brought down at the 21-yard line. Pure effort right there by running back uh, Austin Q. As he's hit immediately at the line of scrimmage, which fights his way through a couple tacklers, picking up a huge first down for the Bucks. So 4.44 to go first quarter. First down and 10 
for the Bucks from the Warrior 21-yard line. Eye formation. Simmons, the near side receiver. Handoff from Rentos is fake to Armstrong. Now pitch to the outside to Q. He's got a few blockers. He lowers the shoulder and then run out of bounds at the 13. Fake midline read. Uh, Rentos keeps it and pitches it to Q as he gets the ball and runs over another Henderson defender uh, close to a first down here. And the Bucks starting to get some momentum behind them here after their first possession result was a three and out and the second one a quick fumble. Second down and two. Bucks keep the tempo up. I form one receiver near side. It's Simpson. Simmons, excuse me, handoff to underneath that time to number 21, Karen Mottenen. Paul Mitten, the defensive back for Henderson, does an excellent job here. Uh, Interbell running a counterplay. They had a wide open hole, but Mitten comes in and takes out the uh, runner's legs. Uh, a huge play for Henderson to save a touchdown, but nonetheless, it is a first and goal for Interbell. First and goal from the 10-yard line. 4-11 to go. And Armstrong a few yards on the carry. Looks like a flag is on the field here. So a few yards on the carry there to the 8. 4-0-3 to go. Nothing, nothing, Interborough inside the 10. There's a flag down on that last play. It's a personal foul penalty against Westchester Henderson. And I'll put it half a distance of the goal, so the spot will be at the three-yard line now, Steve. Henderson, Henderson not helping themselves here with that personal foul after stopping them on first and goal. Now second and goal uh, right about the four-yard line, Greg. So, first down and goal now. Handoff, quick hitter, fake pitch again, same play to Q. He's got the corner of the end zone, touchdown, Bucks. They're on the board. And they go back to that fake midline pitch to Austin Q. And number 50 for the Bucks, John Hurtado makes an excellent block to spring him into the end zone for a Bucks touchdown early or late into the first quarter, I should say. So that's 6 nothing, 3.50 to go, first quarter. Coatesville leads Neshemini 14-7 in that game at Coatesville. So on for the extra point is Mike Cristaldi. Cristaldi sets up. Ten seconds left on the play clock. And there's an encroachment penalty on Henderson as they tried to jump it. The kick was up and good after the snap. So we'll see what happens here. Henderson trying to get a little jump start here to get that point after uh, the touchdown. 3.50 to go, as we mentioned. Interbell just went in for a touchdown from Q. A penalty now from Henderson, a encroachment penalty, a dead ball foul. So Interbell will have to re-kick. The ball will be spotted at the one-and-a-half-yard line. Six-nothing lead for Interborough here after the Q run as the officials try and sort out the penalty here. And now Interborough will set up for the extra point attempt once again. Mike Cristaldi, the kicker for the Bucks. 
Snap's good. Hold is good. Kick is up, and it is good. 7-0 lead Innerborough in the District 1-3A championship game. You're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Zach's Hamburgers is a proud sponsor of Marple Newtown Football. Come visit any of our five restaurants located all across Delaware County in Aston, Crumlin, Havertown, Folsom, and Media. Determine for yourself why Zach's Hamburgers was voted the best hamburgers in Delaware County. Our family atmosphere, fresh ground beef, and sandwiches cooked to order are one of a kind. Don't forget to ask about the burger of the month as well as the Sunday special. For more information, visit our website at www.zacksburgers.com. Come taste the difference at Zach's Hamburgers. And go Tigers! You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarkleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecker, Steve Reynolds here with you. Interbury's seven nothing, three fifty to go, first quarter. Austin Q with the rushing touchdown for the Bucks. Cristaldi set to kick for Interbury and set to return for Henderson. Are Rimchevsky and Mitten, who are back at their 15 and 10 yard lines. Bucks move left to right. Henderson right to left. Cristaldi on the approach. Kick is high end over end. Going to be picked up by Mitten at the six yard line. Mitten's going to run straight up the field. Breaks one arm tackle and he's met by two bucks, three bucks, four bucks. Brought down. At the 29-yard line, Steve. Led by Alex McCluskey. And back to that last play, a great pitch by Rentos to Austin Q. And this, the block is uh, made by John Hurtado, 5'9", 155. So that's the kind of people who are stepping up for Interborough. He reminds me of a young Trevor Viviani out there who springs the block, doing a great job all season long, and gets his Buccaneers on the board 7 nothing. Ball at the 29 for Henderson. Find themselves down 7 0. They're going to come out I formation with Batty at quarterback. I form, two receivers near side. It's going to be a pitch to that near side to Rimchevsky, who's brought down for no gain on the play. And McCluskey right back at it after opening kickoff tackle. He's there for ma- making the play and uh, brings up second down and 10 for Henderson. Second down and 10 from the their own 29, 323 to go. In this first quarter, Interboro leads seven nothing. Henderson breaks the huddle now. Comes in the line of scrimmage. Mitten's going to be a far side receiver. The other Mitten to the near side. I form in the backfield again for Batty. Batty a pitch to the far side to Rimchewski. He's going to look to throw now. He's going to throw to Mitten, and it is caught by Mitten close to a first down. Rashawn Fentress there defensively. Henderson trying to go with some trickery there. They do convert on it, but uh, Interbury does do a good job there. Chris Simmons is there to make the play just short of a first down. Uh, bring up third down and one for Henderson. Good job on defense by the Bucks. Third down and one. As Steve mentioned, 2.36 to go first quarter. Henderson coming out of the huddle now. Let's see what their formation is. Mitten's going to line up near side. Ball far hash. One receiver to this near side. I formation again. It's going to be a fake pitch and a quick handoff up the middle to look what appeared to be Trey Green. Actually, it was Garrett Girafalco again. So we haven't seen Green since that first drive. Hopefully for the Henderson, he's not injured. Yeah, after two uh, long plays there, we haven't seen him uh, make uh, any uh, r- rushing attempts. But right there, uh, Henderson... 
Runs the bar up the middle, getting a first down close to midfield uh, for this Henderson offense. So first down and 10 for Henderson. I formation ball is the far hash. Mitten the far side receiver. Handoff faked up the middle. Batty's going to look to throw. He's now moving around in the pocket. He's going to throw underneath. Caught by Mitten. Crosses the 45 and brought down at the 41. James Batty has a good job of avoiding pressure and finding his target uh, at the you know, towards the sideline. He makes an excellent cup to field, avoiding two buck defenders and picking up some first down yardage across midfield. That play went for 17 yards here with 1.45 to go. First quarter, first down and 10 for Henderson as they move the ball into Bucks territory. I formation again. Batty under center. Batty delayed handoff to Rimchevsky. And a two-yard gain. Play was designing up the middle. Rimchevsky sees nothing, cuts it to the outside, but he is met immediately by number 18, Rashawn Fentress, for the Bucks. So second down and nine for Henderson from the Buck 41. Mitten far side. You're going to have Rimchevsky in the eye with Garrett Girofalco. Girofalco is the up back. It's a pitch to Rimchevsky far side. Interbell gets him for a loss. Great job right there by the Bucks defense. First of all, number 12, Alex McCluskey's doing a good job all night. Doesn't let the play go outside, and number 34 cleans it up for the Bucks. Steve Phillips uh, tackling Henderson for a loss of yards, bringing up, bringing up a huge third down and long. Alex McCluskey, you mentioned the senior there, was named the Ridley captain, which is an award Interboro gives out to the hardest-working athlete on their football team, and that's what Alex McCluskey brings to the table for Interboro. Third down and 11. 23 seconds to go for Henderson in this first quarter. I formation. Batty under center. Mitten near side receiver. It's a fake handoff and then a give to the other Mitten who finds a big hole. Crosses the 35 and he's going to have a first down at the 31-yard line. And number eight, Austin Q, uh, who had the interbarrow touchdown in on the tackle but not before. A huge first down play by Henderson there, and they run that counter there. Reminds us of what we see all season long from Ray Junta. Third down and long, go with the running play. You go with the counter, catch the defense off guard, and he picks up a first down. That 12-yard gain from Mitten ends the first quarter with a score 7-0. Interborough here in the District 1 Class 3 Championship game. You're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. 